You got to let it breathe on the Sims and Lefko podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome in those watching live on Facebook. If you're listening to us, it sounds crisp. It sounds clear. Sims, how you feeling on this Monday? I am good. I am posting right now in the Facebook comment section. It is the link to the iTunes for you guys to subscribe. Why? Because the next few weeks there's going to be some audio only options. If you only down, if you only watch us on Facebook, you're not going to hear. Next Monday, when it comes out Tuesday, it will be Rob Gronkowski an interview. Gronkles. Then the next few days after that, it'll be Jadavian Clowney. Clowney. And then a few days after that, it'll be Warwick Dunn. So we have a bunch I of am. interviews coming up the next few day, next few weeks that I want you to subscribe. So check out the link in the Facebook page. Um, I want to give a shout out really quick before we get started. Our makeup uh, artist, Woody, officially got engaged. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Woody Woodster. Man, awesome. Uh, she's the best. Yep. Uh, and I also wanted to say that I had some stuff happen to me on the train this morning that I'm curious how you'd react to. Oh, I like you. I was on the train this morning, and I'm standing there, and I'm listening to music, and this guy is standing next to me, and as soon as the train starts to stop, he goes, Ugh! and he just proceeds to just fall into me, and I wasn't going to help him. Like, that's ridiculous. Can't, like. Stand up for yourself, sir. And as soon as we hit the next stop, he got up and walked away. He walked off the train. I don't think that was his stop, but I, that's exactly how I would handle that. If so I fell on the train, I'm standing up, I'm leaving at that stop. He actually like fell on the he ground. Was like, he was like, oh, 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 and then like fell. And he was like my age, so I have no sympathy for him. Second thing I saw. But you didn't want to help him, huh? That's gross that he hit the ground of the I'm subway. I'm not touching people on the train. Okay. I have my bubble on the train. Right. Leave me alone. Right. You should learn how to stand as a human being. Uh, the second one was there was this kid sitting down, and there was a Nature Valley bar right next to him, and I assumed it was his. Guy comes on the train a little bit later, looks down, sees the bar, looks at the kid, looks at the bar, doesn't pick it up, doesn't ask the kid, proceeds to sit on the Nature Valley bar. Yeah. Put your butt on my bar. I don't. And the, the other guy got up later and left. It wasn't his bar. But my thing is, you're just going to sit on that? I don't know. Two random stories that I wanted to share. I mean, I would have moved it for sure. I don't know what else to say. Uh, so I tried to watch Ballers again. It's officially the worst show on television. Stop watching. It's, the, it's right after Game of Thrones, which is amazing. Right. And then in comes Ballers, and it's the worst. I, I mean, but I, the best football show is starting Tuesday. Hard, hard knocks. knocks back Tuesday, 10 p.m. In my old stomping grounds, the house that Chris Sims built in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> no, not really. But uh, I hope that your face is up there somewhere tv movies shows i don't give a crap what it is they can't emulate like the football world and just the way those guys naturally are and you've been around enough of them now yeah. to know that no there's you it's hard to fake the natural craziness of the football player or Man. whatever it may be the, the nerdiness writing, however that's so bad the writing is bad. Everything is bad. Uh, so, by the way, there's some news that could be coming out in the next few days. Uh, the Zeke possible suspension. Chris Carter came out and said, look, on FS1, I'm here and it's going to be similar to the Brady thing. And definitely some stuff happened. So we're expecting three to four days suspension. I don't want to talk about it until it happens yep. because there's no point to. But the big news over the weekend, Jay Cutler officially signing with the Miami Dolphins when Tannehill went down with the ACL, you texted me and just wrote Cutler, question mark. It happened. What made you think then that it was going to happen, and what do you think of it now? Okay, all right. So, uh, 
I want to go back to that Zeke thing for one second. Okay. Okay. Before we go into it, I just want to say that the NFL and their leaks, they love the leak. The stuff always comes. Is Ezekiel going to get four game checks back for them leaking out confidential information? Mm. Because if he leaked out stuff or didn't do something by their guidelines, they take four checks. He's going to get suspended. He's going to lose four checks. Steve Smith, uh, Steve, uh, Stephen A. kind of leaked out the Brady stuff, and now it looks like Chris Carter's kind of leaking out the That's Zeke what I mean. Stuff. So the NFL, there they go again on their hypocritical tirade and coaches and front office. Do whatever stays in this room stays here. It doesn't get out. But when when it comes to us, we're going to tell you your whole life story. Let, let, me, let me rephrase the Cutler thing into Blake Pace's Sorry. comment. Sims, please tell me why an underwhelming, unconditioned quarterback who has probably spent the last half year not working out gets $10 million in one year. I get the system fits and there's familiarity, but there has to be better options to consider. Don't forget the money because it's it is, there's demand, so you have to get paid. What do you think of Cutler going to the Dolphins? Yeah, okay. First of all, the money thing is like stop. Ryan Fitzpatrick got fourteen million dollars last year. That's why the Jets. I skip it. All it's right, a waste. so give it up, Jay Cutler. I'll take him for ten million over Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. Sign me up. I don't care if he hasn't done crap. Jay Cutler, first of all, okay. We all like to crap on Jay Cutler. Certainly, he's not been as great as we would like. But I will say this: I will, I am a defender of him. He does have talent. He's smarter than people realize really other than Brandon Marshall you it's hard to find a guy that doesn't like Jay Cutler that played with him right now he might not be the perfect leader the perfect face of the franchise but regardless he has talent and when he was around two good offensive minds in his career which be it only two years of his career and Mike Shanahan and Adam Gase he played really good football the rest of the coaches he was with stunk and would have made a lot of quarterbacks a lot worse. Yeah, his so, stats under Adam Gase, it was like the the number one touchdown interception ratio of his career. It was like number two completion percentage. It was one of the best career seasons of his career. So there you go. Now we got, okay, he's got familiarity with the system. He's been with Gase. He had one of his best years, as you just alluded to. They have weapons around him. Uh, and... Gase wants to push the ball down the field to guys like Kenny Stills and Devontae Parkner, Parker. Say what you want against about Jay again. Again, he's still experienced. So other options out there, who are the other options? I understand Colin Kaepernick's out there, and he deserves to be on a roster, but this wasn't the right situation for him to go here. I mean, Gase wants a guy that knows his system, for one. Kaepernick shouldn't have wore a Castro t-shirt for two to the Miami game. Che Guevara. Uh, Is that who it was? So either way, it offended people. And, of course, people don't want to deal with the Kaepernick situation in general. What is disgraceful is the fact that they thought about Tim Tebow. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace to Colin Kaepernick. The NFL should literally do their best to make sure that headline gets wiped out somewhere. Because that, to me, hmm, not good quarterback, uh, can't throw, but... He he prays pretty good uh, 100 yards away from everybody. We'll sign him up. Oh, great. Then you're going to lose games. So that's bullshit to me. I can't stand that part of it. And I am a Tebow hater, so I don't really care what you say. But regardless, um, Cutler is a good fit there. And they obviously didn't feel great about Matt Moore being their guy. And if people think there's other people out there that could fit that role, then... Let me know the names because I don't know. Here are the things that are interesting. We're recording this at around two twenty-three, so ah, it's the press. Good. So the Jay Cutler press conference has already started, and here is what's coming in. Almondo Salgaro saying Jay Cutler says decision to play was hard, definitely hard. Says his wife had to talk him into it. Uh-huh. I'm sure he said that jokingly. But Omar Kelly says that Cutler says he stayed in decent shape, but admitted he's not in football shape. Yeah. Point out it's a good thing quarterbacks don't have to run much. Right. 
what do you think, what kind of shape is he going to be in? He's well, been a broadcaster for four right. months. Well, we saw him naked a few weeks ago, or a few months or two ago, saw right? Saw his skinny butt. I mean, uh, everything I know, and I, I've actually texted some friends, I did know he semi-stayed in shape this offseason because he, he was hoping to get on a team. I think he was hoping to go to the Houston Texans. We thought or the Texans were going to be right. a thing. So I, I do think that was there. I don't think he wanted to retire necessarily. Just the situation, the right situation didn't present itself. And I think he just said, okay, I guess it's yeah. kind of the next J. phase J.R. Santos says round is a shape. So he was in some form of shape. So, but is he round? I doubt Do that. Do you think, look, getting I, in shape is not going to take too long for a, a, a quarterback that plays the way Jay Cutler does? Arm getting in shape is the thing I'm worried talk about. Talk about it. Well, listen, anytime you got to, you haven't thrown a whole lot of footballs, and I would imagine he hasn't done that often. And then all of a sudden it goes, hey, day one, hey, we're practice. I need you to throw that 20 yard comeback to Kenny Stills. I got a post over the top with Devontae Parker. I need you to throw a bunch of those. Oh, we got Julius Thomas. I need you to throw, you know, 20 or so in cuts right on his numbers and do all that, and your arm's not ready for it. And then all of a sudden you have arm issues or get tendonitis and things like yeah. that because your arm's not in shape. Uh, this is an interesting situation for you because you liked Tannehill and Cutler. You're yep. very rare in that regard. I am, yes. Is this team better or worse with Cutler than Tannehill? They're worse. They're not better. I mean, Tannehill played good football last year. You can't take that away from him. Um, but – I don't necessarily knock them out of the playoff conversation with Jay Cutler. I don't. I mean, they have weapons around him. He has a good coach. They have an offensive line. They got a run game, and they have improved their defense this offseason. So, so you're confident in Cutler. I, I'm a little more confident than I think people realize. Do I think it's going to be perfect and rosy? No, but do I think that Jay Cutler can go in there and do everything that Matt Moore can and maybe more? Yes. Mm. Matt Moore can and maybe more? I don't mean to come out that way, but so do you think they could be a playoff team? I think that they're going to be in the conversation come December, even with Jay wow. Keller at quarterback. The interesting thing with Ryan Tannehill is that in uh, this is the last year of his contract before mm-hmm. they could really get away and not owe him anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in next year, he'll still be owed three years, thirty-nine million at the start of next season. If they cut him, it's only going to cost them four million dollars, wow. which is like free. It's nothing. That's nothing yes. in the NFL. But you know what does this mean for Tannehill? Tannehill now because it was this was the year. I mean, it's always the year with yeah. Tannehill, but, but this no, was supposed right. to be the year. This was the year. What this, do you do? This was legitimately the year. All right, so you know, I, I'm, I'm I need to make a few phone calls around the NFL seriously because I do. This is the first thing I just don't understand. Like, if you knew you had a partially torn ligament in your knee and you knew your life was running and dropping back and pushing up in the pocket. I just don't understand the decision not to repair that. I don't. I don't think I really realized going into the training camp that it was still at that state. Wait, timeout. So he got hurt at the end of last year with his knee, and that's the reason we saw Matt Moore at the end of the season and in the playoff game, and he decided not to repair it. They tried to do other ways of rehab and not repair Even the, the So ligament. he didn't play and they didn't repair it. Right. Now, who were some quarterbacks that hurt themselves and did get repaired? We saw Andrew Luck go under the knife, yep. do a little clean out. Sure, Cam Mariota. Newton, Mariota. So Tannehill decided not to in a knee that he's injured before. Yes, that's pretty dumb. I don't get it either. I really don't. And then to be, you do know, he, people are just afraid of surgery. Okay, and then yeah, fine. And listen, you got a knee there. You got you, he was wearing a knee brace right when this all happened. You know, it's one thing to wear a knee brace like a Tom Brady did after his knee injury, and yeah. Tom's not a runner, and he's just sitting. He's got it there for in the pocket. Tannehill's right? a wide receiver. Yeah, Tannehill's. He wants to run. So, so I, do you think he ends up coming back long term, or do you think he? Do you think he's on the team next year? It depends how the year goes mm. with with everything everything being evaluated. I mean, if Cutler comes out and 
some miraculously way goes like you know twenty five touchdown passes yeah. and fifteen interceptions. Crap, he's going to be thinking about con- continuing his career. The big loser here is Fox, who is now left to the two man booth of Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis. Darn it, Charles Davis, I think is one of the worst. And I, I, I don't care. I, I don't. <laughs> huh? I, I interviewed this guy down in Auburn. Really good kid. High, high football IQ. Okay, awesome. Uh, by the way, there's a staying in Miami. Before we move on, Jarvis Landry. It came out. He's under investigation for alleged domestic violence in March. I just got an alert in the Slack chat for the Slack room for Bleach Report. Uh, a comment from his girlfriend. I read it saying that no one was arrested. I, this nothing happened. Blah blah blah. The only thing I thought. It, it explained to me why Jarvis Landry wasn't asking for a new contract. I do all think of that too. I think you're yeah. because he was he understood that his team like took his side water, and right. yeah, didn't want to do it. But it, it if the if the woman in question came out and said nothing happened, nothing. I trust her. I'm going with that. I do too. But the league doesn't care. They're going to do their due. I don't even. Know, I don't know what the NFL does anymore. It's like they do due diligence sometimes, and other times they say, Nah, not this time. We won't look into it. Yeah, but we'll make the comment that. We might do it. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about the NFL with this whole thing anymore. I am truly confused. Yes. Uh, we have a clip that I'd like to show you that was on the Bleacher Report Instagram yesterday. Oh, it I is... was all over this. Really? Uh, you know me and Instagram. Do you, do you have the app? No, I have no clue. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, making an absolutely incredible throw uh, in training camp. No. Check it out. He drops back. He throws it. I don't know. 40, 50 yards, Six, bang, 60, right in the bucket. Gosh. 60. Um, is Have you seen this drill? Is this a drill they do? Well, I remember last year, yeah, they do do this, which is no, a good No, but have drill. you ever done that when you were throwing? I never, no, not like that. Not They didn't have that fancy net invented yet. That the, took the odds modern of, technology. The odds of you hitting that? I think you're pretty good. I was a real good deep ball thrower. So I commented on this Instagram post, yes. best QB of all time. And because Bleach Report follows me and I'm verified on Instagram, my comment goes to the top. Yeah. And the amount of oh. DMs that I got, I got at least 120 people calling me an idiot, uh, t- telling me I was different forms of uh, mental retardation. Uh, it, man, it's Because br- Brady's got more rings. He's better, period. But isn't that incredible that I didn't have to tell you what they were saying? It was all Brady is of better. Course it is. Five it- is greater than one, Come all on. that stuff. New England has, they're, they're, their fans are flawed right now. And the fact that they can't see deflate gate guiltiness and they just can never come off anything against their team. Someone, someone tweeted so. this out. I don't know who Adam Lefko is or why he's the first comment on this Instagram post, but I do know that Adam Lefko doesn't watch football and does crack. Ah, uh, yep. And we don't know Sometimes. who you are, nor do we care. Sometimes. And, um, oh, I watch football. Hey, you know. You know my thoughts. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm so sick of the ring discussion. I, I have can't. a I have Robert a- Ori is the greatest NBA player of all time. Robert Ori, everybody. Bring him in. I have a fun fact about Aaron Rodgers. This is a thanks Reddit. Since taking over Packers quarterback in 2008, do you know what his touchdown to interception ratio is in the red zone? Gosh, it's going to be like 100 to 2. 195 to 8. That is unreal. In the red zone, Aaron Rodgers is 195 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Best gunslinger in the game. Greatest arm we've ever seen. Quickest release we maybe have ever seen. One of the greatest athletes. Oh, he's the best. He just can improvise. Oh, and he's a great decision maker. Takes care of the ball better than anybody. And he's in the shittiest offense in football. That all says he's the greatest quarterback. 
Yeah, it's gonna I, be it's gonna be frustrating for us for the next thirty years. I, I mean, it's gonna be my whole life. I'm just so sick of that the whole conversation. We'll it's be on the right side of history eventually. Will. He will get into the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter. Idiots are always gonna justify rings. That's the only thing that matters. And to, if those people, Jordan that, did it last week. I oh, well, with Kobe or LeBron. Have you ever heard Jordan say a compliment about LeBron though? This is what I. So I I commented that under the Instagram comment. Yes. I said, does Jordan ever compliment LeBron? It was opposite of this i had it was like three thousand times on instagram which never happens right. and my inbox was full of people being like i know he's so egotistical he yeah. doesn't want to admit that he's that he's catching up to him all that stuff. he's never i've looked it up when he did it because i was just i looked up quotes like jordan's only things you can ever see him say positive about lebron is that we haven't had anybody that big and athletic come through with it. That's the only thing he says. Uh, yeah. Nothing else. Jordan's certainly threatened by LeBron James. Always has been. So Rodgers will be in the Hall of Fame. That's why I have this really creepy picture of Jerry Jones behind me. Look like he's holding in a pee. Uh, Jerry Jones was just inducted into the Hall of Fame this past weekend. The class was kicker Morton Anderson, Terrell Davis, Kenny Easley, Jason Taylor, LaDainian Tomlinson, I'm not calling him LT, and Kurt Warner. Um, my first take was going to be one, uh, if you want to get into the Hall of Fame, you just retired, go work for the NFL Network because they're pulling strings. Because the two guys that I didn't think, the two guys that I thought were going to have to wait a really long time, Kurt Warner and Terrell Davis, got in right away. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should have gotten in right away. I think that it messes up a lot of the statistical necessities to get into the Hall of Fame. I think there were a lot of guys that were waiting. Kurt Warner getting in before your dad is a crock of shit. It is. Sorry. Well, I, uh, I, I don't care that Facebook. he even got in before him. It's just the fact that he got in, what, at a second ballot? Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah of course Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. He's definitely it, no, one of the 20 greatest quarterbacks of all time. His story was amazing. Right. Uh, the other thing that I thought was, of all these guys, is Jerry Jones the most notable name? Hmm. And then, like, of all those guys, I think Jerry Jones is the most famous guy. Yeah, you're probably right. He is. You know? I think more... Uh, yeah, I guess him or Ladanian, right, out of that group? Is it Ladanian? was great if you really knew football. Yeah. I mean, for so many years, Ladanian was the best uh, football player. Jason Taylor was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Warner seemingly is more famous this week for his wife's haircut than anything he did. Terrell Davis only played six years. Uh, Kenny Easley, I didn't know he had flowing locks like that. Man, his hair was great. I didn't watch. I I can't watch the crap. It's I crap. don't watch it anymore. It's crap. Unless it's going to be like a Shannon Sharp or someone that I think is going to be really entertaining, right. like Michael Irvin. But you're you had something to say about owners in the Hall of Fame. I I, I just not really sure how I feel about the whole owners in the Hall of Fame. You know, um, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I guess okay. Let me just try to make this simple. Oh, you mean the owner who paid hundreds of million dollars for his franchise? He was vested in making his hundred million dollar investment worth more money to get billions, and he already had billions. And now we're going to say he was great to the NFL because he wanted to improve his pocket. I mean, I, I just I don't listen. I understand, but I, I just don't think there's a place for owners in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I don't. You know, listen. You want to like the original owners that started an NFL? Maybe sure. But I mean, where do we, you know, draw the line with praise of the rich white people? Where does where it end? I just, to me, it's it's a little overdone. I mean, oh, you mean he he got Pepsi deals for his own team and improved improved his own net worth? Oh, contributor to the NFL, Hall of Famer, hands down. I think that's what I, bothers me. I understand there's some good things. 
I just don't know if I, the owner. Yeah, the owner thing in the Hall of Fame just my, kind of rubs me the wrong way. My thing is this: I understand putting owners in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Of all the owners that are in, I don't know if Jerry was the one that was supposed to go in right away. Yeah. I mean, there's some other owners out there that I think. I mean, I understand it. I don't like when they take a spot in a class of eight people and give it to an owner. If you want to do an owner thing and they go in every four something years, like I think Morton Anderson made a comment where it's we should have a specialist go in once every three years or four years. If you want to rotate it, that's fine. Vinatieri's going to have to get in. Yep. Like Gary Anderson, I don't even know. I don't think he's in yet, but he's going to have to go in eventually. Mm-hmm. But I, like, there are so many guys that are getting backlog that to give Jerry Jones a weekend when Jerry Jones could have waited 15 years. Jerry Jones did not have to go in right now, but he was the most famous guy of all those guys. Yeah. Had one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. Had like a, a, a six-year-old mushroom cut. I know. I wondered what that was up there. It, well, when you're the emperor's clothes and no one's going to tell you that you look stupid? Oh, you do a lot of dumb things. But no, you just don't really realize. His hair is a toupee, you think? Oh, I don't think that he has a toupee. No? I don't know. They look toupee-ish no. this He's weekend. willing to pay money to stick hair stick into his head. In Let's get to some signings uh, around the NFL. Austin Howard got signed by the Ravens, which I thought was yeah. an interesting move. A team that I didn't think needed offensive line help, but you get more big people. And Linval Joseph signed an extension. Uh, a four-year $50 million extension, 31 and a half guaranteed. So he was, still had two years left, and now it's a six-year contract, and he's turning 29 this season. They're doing brilliant things. Talk about it, because I read Over the Cap had an article about this today that I know you did Read. I did definitely did not read, but I'm guessing they're saying good things too. Let me hear right? what you People, say. Well, to, you're getting you're you're in, decreasing, you know, the number that's going to account against the cap year in and year out here for the future. They're getting these guys for the low. They're getting it done now. All these guys like you know Anthony Barr, he's going to be the next one. They're going to get done. Yeah, who do they just do this to? Uh, Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin. They got the, Xavier Rhodes. So what is the benefit of doing it when there's two years left on a contract? Well, I, I just think again, you can spread it out over those two years, which these last two years of these guys' contracts aren't always huge numbers, especially in like Xavier Rhodes' case. Yeah. So now it, it it lowers the year-to-year number, which you're going to be accounted for on the cap. And yeah, you're going to get these guys, like I've been yelling for the New York Giants to do with Odell Beckham Jr., if you do it early, you're going to save a few million dollars on every guy. Because there's going to be so much more demand if they're able to like see get free, the free agency. agency yeah. right. So now you go, okay, I, I, we... We've saved, you know, three or four million every year on Xavier Rhodes, and three or four million every year on Linvel Joseph, and the same thing with Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. You know what that like now that adds up to like twelve, fifteen million a year. That gives you like three more starters on your team. It's interesting. There look a lot of people's salaries when they work. You know, you get like a two percent raise and a two percent raise by doing this extension. Everson Griffin's kind of like on a two percent raise yeah. for the next six years instead of two percent, two percent, twenty percent. Adam Zorrer says, "What if they perform and hold out?" I'd like you to look up the Seattle. Seahawks and look at Cam Chancellor and Mike Bennett. Michael Bennett did not get paid for no. a number of years. They got Cam Chancellor and Michael Bennett on the cheap for an extra two, three years until they really overperformed and they really had to do something. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that get locked into these contracts. Michael Bennett's still on it. I mean, we had this conversation with Malik. Yeah, he's still on it. I mean, Michael Bennett, one of the five, six best defensive players but in all football. they signed him early. He's making nothing for, for what the top deal uh, are. You need to either call your boy Donald Penn oh. and, or get him on the podcast. I know. You know what? I don't have Donald Penn's number. I lost That's his. Ridiculous. I was looking on well, it. Well, he's legitimately why. holding out right yeah, now right. in Oakland. And that's a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and they need their left tackle. Yes. Something to watch. Yep. Get his number. 
Get him on the podcast. Okay. You have homework. I will. Uh, injuries and suspensions. Uh, let's say congratulations and a goodbye to Vince Wilfork, who officially retires. I am. Big Vince. Uh, he played two years longer than we thought he was. He did. And he played pretty well. He actually was better his last two years than he was the years three and four at the end of uh He heard Sims and Lefko calling him out. <laughs> Had to play up. Uh, let's give a uh, thank God. Sterling, Sterling Shepard is fine. He's okay. Ooh, baby. He's just you, an ankle. Do you really feel like that? I do. Okay. I good. like Sterling. I know. I want everyone to be good so that when the Eagles beat him, I can hold There's his brother's no face. Exactly. Right, right. Uh, 49ers linebacker Malcolm Smith out for the season with a torn pec. That stinks. Uh, it does. It just means that Reuben Foster is going to play a lot earlier. Yep. Uh, and apparently he looks great. Uh, 49ers guard Josh Garnett is going to be out for a month or more with a knee injury. Uh, Titans wide receiver Corey Davis is out at least a week with a hamstring injury. I'll be interested to see where it goes. This seems like Kevin Whitish to me. Man, I mean, Corey can't Davis, do workouts, can't do anything. Surgery, right. Injuries, it's tough. It was a foot injury, right? It sucks Corey that, Davis? Two of the top three uh, wide receivers taken in the top ten are both hurt. Corey yeah. Davis and Mike Williams, the only one being the guy that no one's talking about, John Ross in Cincinnati. We it, forget he went number nine. And they eased him into it, right? I, mean, yes. I think he had a little issue, too. The only other non-injury, but it's a suspension, Jalen Collins. Ten-game ban for PEDs. Man. Uh, this is after last year he was suspended four games for PEDs. Uh, the Falcons were, this is Dan Quinn and the and the, the GM down there, Pioli, or the young guy who everyone loves. Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, back-to-back years, they said we're not happy about it, but they're not cutting him right away. Man, it makes me think a lot of things here. I mean, it really, my first my, my mind always goes to the player just in general, and I just go, first of all, was he taking these in LSU? Maybe that's why he looked better in film in LSU than he has in his first few years in Atlanta. Because that's the second guy you're accusing of steroids I know, on the show. I know, and I was wrong the first one with David wrong about Irving. about David Irving. Right? Um, so I, I'm just telling you the they things also, They also didn't come fan. out and argue against BEDs last year. Like some of these guys come no. out and say, no, this was a, it was a banned substance. And I haven't I heard know. any BS excuse yet this Not time either. Not heard anything. Uh, and the way the team's acting shows me that – listen, I am so adamant about PEDs. I, I can't stand it. Like, first and of I all, it's illegal in our that. country. It's, ele- it's unfair to the players who are doing it the right way. It's really unfair even for the guys that are doing the PEDs because I do think it increases their ability to get hurt as well. But I just don't get it across the board. It's a horrible example to set for any young child. Like That's why I'm, I'm so anti, like, don't ever let Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. You're a non-Hall of Fame guy. For them. Screw them. You know what they did? They made hundreds of millions of dollars because they continued to cheat. So that was their Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Here's your cash. Right, we'll talk about Jalen Collins, though. Do you expect him to play anymore in the NFL? Uh, I think it's going to be really hard. He's going to have a huge tarnish, and he's going to have to really earn his way back. I-, I would have no place for guys like this on my team. Like I would cut them right away. I'd be like, you're done. Like One time, maybe you've messed up, accidentally ate something, or didn't realize. Yeah. That happened. Well, this happened last year to Lane Johnson. Yep. Lane Johnson was suspended 10 and games. And his excuse, and he fought it and was consistent full through. He fought it the whole length he of the law. The he was still suspended 10 right. games. He was able to play three games, and, and they, the Eagles were fantastic when he was out there, but then he eventually they're like, look, you took it. Yeah, I have not heard a single word from Jalen Collins, but you, this is the worst thing possible for you. For in your me, book. yeah, I just, I, I, I don't, I just uh, really look down upon it. I mean, to me, it's, it's just cheating, plain and simple. That's all there is to it. And I got no, I like, like my, you've heard me say before, Lefko. I think they should embarrass these people more. 
I sh- they should tell you exactly what he did. I want to know what I don't want to. I don't want to give him any wiggle room for the Adderall excuse or I bought something at GNC and didn't realize. Like I don't want to hear it. I want to know exactly what they tested positive for. You're cheating. Then you need to be exposed. Mm. It is interesting. I think the Falcons as a team are interesting because I think they need all these pieces. Uh, let's get to uh, your favorite guy ever. Oh, Tom Brady. Hello, Tommy Brady. Uh, Tom Brady, first time talking to the media in a long time. And it's funny as the reporter actually prefaced a question to Tom Brady with that. Tom, we haven't seen you in a while, so I need to ask you questions about things that happened months ago. Yeah. And that being your wife, Giselle, he didn't even say your wife, he just said Giselle, like right. he knows her. Right. Giselle made the comments about you getting getting concussions and still playing, and Tom's quote was, quote, you know, I don't want to get into things that happened in my past, certainly medical history and so forth. I really don't think that's anyone's business. And then he wasn't asked any follow-ups on this. No, I mean they—they've cornered the market on you're not allowed to do anything in New England. Who the hell cares? Why do you guys even show up for the press conferences? What? Well, stop showing up. Who cares? They don't say anything. It's what happens they, when you win a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah, you can, can literally tell people, "I'm not answering your I mean, question." Belichick disrespects everybody there. I mean, it just—I well, don't understand it. Just because he stands up there and like, so we have to go up. Like, why? Don't send your camera crew. What's there to listen to? Oh. And first of all, the concussion thing, uh, I respect Brady's old schoolness. Like, I love the fact that he's, you know, not a, a wuss from that standpoint. But to say, like, it's none of your business, I think is that's that's ridiculous. It is our business. I mean, it, it's the league rule that it's our business, actually. I don't like when my issue isn't the business part. Yeah. I don't like when people say, I don't want to get to things that happened in the past. Okay, so we have three states of time that we can talk about as human beings. Yeah. We can talk about the past. We can talk about the present, which is always in flux. Or we can talk about the future. The Patriots don't project the future. They don't predict. They don't speak about hyperbole. Right. It's impossible to talk in the pe- present. I'm going to get a little philosophical because the present becomes the past a second later. And what do we want to say? How was your day today, Tom? How was today? Was today good? And so he doesn't want to talk about the past. No. I hate that. No. Well, then, you know, but the, pro- the thing is, is when you are the, one of the greatest three quarterbacks of all time and you have four or five, how many does he have? Five? Five. Damn. Yeah. When you have five Super Bowls, mm-hmm. people don't step to you. No, I know. They yeah. don't. It's, uh, yeah, you know, New England, they just, you know, I, I root for New England a lot of weeks. But New England, they they test you. They they make it hard for the, they make it hard for you to want to root for them at times. So uh, this year, I think I'm going to be doing a lot of betting content for Bleacher Report, like right. actually making videos about betting because I kind of became a degenerate gambler right. last year. And uh, oh, I'm not going to be afraid to say it. Like 80 percent of my bets are just going to be on the Patriots. Yeah, well, we you proved that last year. They were like 13 and three against the spread. <laughs> they were yeah, I, you know what? It's nice to it's nice to look at the Patriots from afar. I. Could couldn't imagine going there every day. Because even if you crafted a perfect question, he's going to come back with the, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, there's nothing he can do. Let's go from a quote that we're not a big fan of to the best quotes of the week. And my last one is my favorite. Honorable mention, Christian Kirksey on the Cleveland Browns uh, said that Miles Garrett is an old soul and said he listens to Dean Martin regularly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What's interesting is Dean Martin died four days before Miles Garrett was even born. But 
all the young rookies that we always hear, how are they going to adjust? It's nice to hear about a rookie that's an old soul. It is. Nice. I really like that. I have a feeling he's going to be amazing this year. I think so too. I don't see how he's not really. I mean, I just he, he's too much of a uh, a physical freak, and I think he was way better in college than really the media even ever let on during the draft process because yeah. most of the media couldn't justify how he was good because they didn't have a big sack number next exactly. to his name. So I, how is he good? I don't get it. I almost put that in. Whoa, big off season, which we'll have on the Thursday edition of the podcast. And Bruce Smith talked really highly about him last week as well. Just saying, he's years above, you know, years ahead of where he was at that age. There is. Uh, I'm going to repost another link to the podcast on iTunes. You guys can subscribe there. Um, all right, now, interesting quote of the week: Ryan Anderson, former Alabama football player, now on Mr. the Anderson. Washington Redskins. Uh, he's a rookie. Said practices at Alabama are a little bit rougher than they are here. We do a lot of banging around, so I, it definitely prepared me physically and mentally for this grind that I'm doing now. Of course, the headline was Alabama practices harder than. NFL teams, we've talked about this before. Saban runs these guys into the ground. That's why they last for three years. Lefko, I would go as far as to say every major college program practices harder than the NFL. Mm. Every one. They get more time. They're they young kids. They right. There's no, they, they're on the field. There's a, there's a hundred guys on a roster. You can beat them into the ground. All the coaches justify it as, oh, they're 18. They can hit each other 9 million times. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Let them go out there. So that that's all part of it as well. The NFL is not that way. It's not about grueling physical practice every day. Trust me, it's grueling enough as it is, but you got to manage. Uh, it gets more grueling with the mental aspect of it, all the different things you have to learn. You have to learn what offenses do now in the NFL. And then, of course, yeah, I mean, Nick Saban can put the pedal to the metal to a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds, but like he, Ryan Anderson's on a team with guys that are 30 and 31 and 32 years old, and they don't need the same amount of reps anymore. So, yes, the guys like Ryan Anderson, you're not going to get that like in the trenches hard work like you did every day at Alabama. You're going to get useful reps in the NFL. You're going to learn a lot of technique. And then to increase your workload, you're going to get more individual time with your coach, and he's going to teach you things that way. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Every year I feel like this becomes a surprise to fans. Like they're like, whoa, college is practicing harder than the NFL. Yes, always, always have. It's yeah. just the way it is. Um, and you're dealing with grown men. One thing I can tell you is when it's Saturday or Sunday, the NFL is a lot harder than college. Oh, I can't even imagine. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brandon Brooks and the Eagles for actually speaking honest when asked a question that always goes the other way. He was asked about, you know, you faced Fletcher Cox in practice. You used to face J.J. Watt in practice. Is Fletcher Cox harder? Always the teammate helps his teammate and goes, I'll tell you what, man, this guy's really good. He yeah. gets him up. His response was, to be honest, no. <laughs> J- JJ Watt is a different animal, man. There's yeah. no, that's no slight to Fletch because Fletch is a damn good player, but yeah, that was the quote. I, how many times do you hear the player never. gas up? He never gives an honest no. answer. That's awesome. You're right. That really is. It's great to hear. And yeah, I mean, you know, again, people, it's not about, oh, like JJ Watt's so much better than Fletcher Cox. Brandon Brooks is a big guy. He yeah. could probably handle people like Fletcher Cox easier than he can a 20, 30 pounds lighter JJ Watt who's quick as hell. Yeah, someone commented in the comment section that we were losing viewers, and a legend, Queen Kira Clark, said, Talk about Kaepernick and the viewership will skyrocket, to which Ryan Esposito commented, or, a hot co-host instead of Lefko. Oh, man. I think you're hot. Thanks, bro. Are you not entertained? So hot. All right, now. Touch your Jewish hiney. All right, now 
my favorite quote of the week. Yes. So I scour through local newspapers. I look up all what the teams are, we are really doing. Are you using viewers, though? I don't know. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, and one was Adrian Peterson has changed his diet to have a better season. You know I love these. Mm -hmm. I love hearing what super athletes do for their diets. Diet is something we've always talked about on this show. And it was amazing. Apparently, this article started off that he was going vegan. And I was like, oh, man, he probably watched What the Health, and he's excited to go vegan. But here was his quote. He said he passed by a church's chicken, and that three-piece looked so good, so I stopped and I had it. So I would say I'm like 80-20 vegan, but really I'm just being more cautious and aware of what I'm putting into my body. Yeah. This is what's amazing. That is a very guy that's never eaten vegan thing to say when you're like, I mean, I'm like 80-20. That's like something I would say. Yeah, right, and he eats that. Here's what's even better. He admitted later in the article that he had also eaten Dairy Queen recently. Uh, so now you're down to like 60, 40 yeah, vegan. Right. Like I love these percentages of veganhood. Right. And then it in there it said, Peterson has taken protein as a meal replacement, eaten a lot of salad, and he takes cues from research he says he did on YouTube and social media. Uh. So this man is, I love the articles, he's streamlining his diet. Here's what's awesome. He's still eating Church's Chicken, he's still eating Dairy Queen, and he's researching on YouTube, a.k.a. like some girl with 30,000 views going, here's what I eat for veganhood. <laughs> this is another proof to me that Adrian Peterson is one of the top three running backs of all time with Barry Sanders and Jim, and Jim Brown, but one of the top three dumbest dudes that has ever played in the NFL. Like, he's up there. He has had some of the dumbest comments ever when you really look back at his comments. Yeah, there's been a few. You're right about that. First of all, I don't think it matters what you put in AP's food. I mean, right. like, he's going to, like, come out with, like, bigger muscles and more ripped no matter what. Like, what? You ate nine gallons of Dairy Queen snow blizzards? Oh, and you put on eight pounds of muscle? Like, he's a freak of nature. He's like that. I've been around guys like that. Uh, I just love the eighty twenty vegan. That's such a thing. That's such a thing to say. I, and it's funny is because I was like kind of when I first started my whole dabbling in that. Yes. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of vegan. You texted me on Wednesday and were like, yo, are you still eating only vegetables? Right. And, I, and I wanted to be like, no, nah, I'm like eighty twenty. <laughs> that is the response. <laughs> Guys that are saying I'm eating healthy but don't have an official title for it, I'm eighty twenty vegan. Yeah, I, I think I'm around those limits. Like, if I have fifteen meals, let's just say Monday through Friday, it's fifteen meals. Yeah, I feel like at least ten of them are vegan. Brendan Henderson says he's eighty twenty beer. Ah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Green, maybe that's the thing. Maybe Adrian Peterson isn't dumb, but the the uh, the fake uh, what's it called? Bad lip reading, where he goes an orange peanut for me. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. Of course you haven't. An orange peanut for me. Uh, shout out to uh, Enum. Enum joining, watching now. What up, Enum? What's up? All right, uh, coming up. Can we talk about her more? No. no. Coming up on. All right, hold on. Oh. We're going to have breaking news in a second. Coming Enum up is... on stop. Coming up on the podcast later this week, I actually had someone hit me up on Instagram and they remixed our theme song. And I am going to debut that on the podcast Wednesday or Thursday. And I want to give them all the credit. So I'll do a bigger thing then. Cool. And they said they might even be willing to customize a brand new one with like vocals and stuff. Wow. And I'm kind of into that. Daniel Anthony saying, can we get Sims and Lefko special with Sims watching the NFL bed lip reading? I might put that on my Instagram. It's not <laughs> a bad idea. So follow me Orange on Adam Lefko. Matt Canvasser, you have breaking news. 
Wow. The wow. breaking news is that uh, Jets wide receiver Quincy Anunua, the former tight end, uh, will be on the injured reserve neck injury, likely out for the season. Wow. Uh, and what's what's really interesting is that I had seen some reports late they in the week that said him, he's right? hurt and he walked off. Right. It's really tough. Sammy Watkins walks off. You see this all the time. We saw it with Sterling Shepard. He was crying on a cart. You never know. But Quincy Anunua, who was a very big bright spot for yeah. them. Uh, yeah. He's out for the year. That the whole Jets team is going to be really tough to hear. Man, that's tough uh, to watch. That's that's a huge blow because he he probably I, I think really if you evaluate them you'd probably go yeah he might be their best offensive player. I mean really when it's all said and done, um, and. He was he, a bright spot last year. He was. Year. He was. He's kind of the, a, a do-it-all guy, kind of like what Brandon Marshall used to be almost, right? Like this huge receiver. He can beat you on the outside with straight speed and do all that stuff, but he can work the middle of the field and be fearless around linebackers and safeties and all that. So, yeah, you look at that, and then you start to look at the rest of their receiving core. Uh, I know Darius Stewart hasn't been doing a ton yet, so now this is, it looks like we're like signings like Lucky Whitehead might come into – uh, you know, might actually help the team out, but you look lucky at, walked into a pretty good situation. They're they're yeah, Dylan McNamara, our homeless Dylan friend, wrote their depth chart right now is Robbie Anderson, Ardarius Stewart, Sharon Peak, Chad Hansen, Jalen Marshall, who suspended for four games. Lucky Whitehead, Marcus Wilson, Marquise Wilson. I like Wilson. I'd like to see Peak's growth. Uh, Robbie Anderson had flashes. Yeah, he's got and you know who I think? You know what? I'm going to predict it right now. Ardarius Stewart's going to have a hell of a year. I Your hope so. guy from the draft. I do like Ardarius. A lot. I really think Sharon Peake could be a guy that to watch out for too going forward. I mean, we saw enough. I saw enough of him at least last year where I was like, ooh. And I know him just from the Clemson days too that he's got potential. But yet there is a lot of unproven commodities. Yes, catching balls from. Who the hell knows? We don't even know. Apparently, apparently Hackenberg got kicked out of practice because he couldn't get the signals right. Apparently, Bryce Petty's been kicked out of a practice and his team because he can't do anything right. It's McCown, and McCown has shown he he needs help around him. No, and, and, and he's, he just lobs it up. Well, it, it, it's yeah, he's not the, he's not the end all be all. And Hackenberg, you know, you hear from people, yeah, he's doing better. Yeah, okay, he's doing better. Let's. That's like, do you, do you know where better is from? It was better from yeah. absolutely horrible. We're not sure he's going to make the team. A lot so. of a lot of people constantly tweet at us and write on our walls and all that stuff. Can you make predictions? Let me give you a quick rundown of the next few weeks so you know when we are going to make our predictions. I've decided I only like to make predictions for the season after the third preseason game. Most of the injuries have happened. You kind of know the starters. If there's a QB battle, you kind of see it. This week we'll have the podcast. We're going to have to record the next few podcasts podcast on Tuesday. I think my power rankings are out, so if they want a prediction the there. The power rankings are out. You All have right. the Jets at 32. Yeah. I saw that. Got the Giants at 2. So we have a new podcast theme song coming out. That'll come out this Thursday. Uh, Monday, Gronk will be on the podcast. The following Thursday, uh, it will be Jadavian Clowney on the podcast. Then the following Monday after that, we are going to have Warwick Dunn. And then we're going to get ready for preseason week three. And then in that final week of August, that's when we're going to do our big prediction episode. So August like uh, the 31st, that's when we're going to pick playoffs. We're going to do our Super Bowl picks. We're going to do season awards. And that's when I'm, I'm going to also do gambling over and unders. Okay. So if you have a bookie or you're going to Vegas, that's when we're going to start making the over-unders. I'm just saying the last I saw the Jets was over-under four and a half. Man. I'm pounding that under. Pound it. Pound me. it. 
I mean, they are literally trying to, oh, the Gronk and Jadavian Clowney interviews, you guys are going to love them because we kept rolling after the interviews when the PR people were reacting to how we interviewed. So we got it. And let, I think so. Let's just say they were sh- shocked by the questions that Sims was saying. <laughs> well, you, you did Gronk. Yeah, and I was a little bit off the rails, right. too. Good. That's the way you I should be. I got him be. to talk about 69 a lot. Great. Uh, all right, that's all for us now. Um, love you guys so much. Uh, we are. This will come out on iTunes later. I'm going to post this one more time, just the iTunes link where if you want to subscribe, because there will be some audio-only editions in the next few weeks, uh, and we'll be back. We're going to be recording tomorrow, so if you want to hit me up on Twitter, at Adam Lefko and get more questions, or leave a five-star comment, I will make sure to get all of them. Sims? Peace out, homies. I'm Lefko. We'll holler at you guys later.